The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked triumph? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who follow it. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. We use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the faces made for radio, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Um, <clears throat> left side of the page on the top is Bradley's show from yesterday. Uh, he had Governor Jesse Ventura on, um, so it was an interesting conversation for sure. Uh, you can check that out until 3 o'clock today, and then at 3 it's live right there on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. I keep stressing this <laughs> in case... You know, I, they took us off of Facebook, uh, except for on my personal page and on my public page. So some of you guys I know end up on one of those. Then we've got, <clears throat> um, we're streaming live on the right side of the page. Uh, you'll see that 
the the AM edition, so to speak. Click on that, and you can start that up. Rumble will be in the bottom right hand corner. If you click that, you can take and uh, you can join us in the chat on Rumble. And we do have a lot of friends over there. So I'll drop that link in the chat for you guys if you want to all you know team up over there on Rumble. That's great. Uh, if you want to stay where you're at, that's great. And all of you on Red State Talk Radio, of course, you can stay right where you are unless you're wanting to watch the video portion of the show. Now, we're also streaming live on Rumble, as I said, Sons of Liberty Radio Live. We're on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page, Twitch, Setting Brush Fires, and also um, DLive.TV at The Sons of Liberty. As well as, if you have a Roku device, we're on Cutting Edge TV over there. Now, also at SonsLibertyMedia.com, be sure to sign up for our email newsletter. You get one email from us a day. We don't, you know... Take that email list and start trying to spam you with trying to sell you stuff. We, we don't do that, okay? So you get one email from us a day. That includes the Morning Show Archive. So everything I'll show you and talk about today will be on there. We're waiting on Kate. Kate was is going to Brighton over there in merry old England. And uh, she said she's going to be on, but you know how their internet is sometimes over there. It's kind of sketchy. So uh, I don't know uh, what's going to happen there. And so, therefore, the title for you guys in the morning is what it is. Uh, she said we're going to talk about some of those things. So we're, we're going to see about that. In any case, we've got lots to cover if she doesn't show up or she can't connect or whatever the case may be. On SunCelebrityMedia.com, if you agree with our message and what we present, then there's a donate button up there. Guys, we need your help. I mean, we, we really do. And I know things are tough for people. I, I don't... Uh, I'm one who hates even bringing up money in any capacity in what we're doing. Bradley does too. Trust me, it's that's a conversation we have outside of here. But we do let you know we we need your support. Um, and many of you support us with prayer. Some of you support us financially. We are appreciative of both. Um, and um, and many of you are supportive in tuning in every morning, every afternoon. And uh, I, I've told you before, it just is really, really great. So. Um, thank you for that. But if you would like to financially support us, there's a donate button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com, or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. That's also there. Uh, the store is available. Uh, this week we're highlighting through midnight tonight. You can get One Heart, the testimony of Stephanie Joy Dean. Great for young ladies, especially, um, to hear her testimony. And uh, normally that has a donation of $7. This, this week through Saturday night, tonight at midnight, you can get it for 50% off when you use the promo code one heart. The number one and heart, all one word, in the promo code in the checkout, you get 50% off of there. All right, so um, <clears throat> Kate has not joined us, and I don't know if she's going to be speaking. One of the things that we talked, that she and I have talked about, is the fact that she, well, thank you, Caroline. <laughs> I appreciate that. I'm grateful for you guys, too. Um, one of the things that she has talked about is moving past the protest part. She said, I've done the protest. Now, she's doing a rally down there, but she said, we're wanting to push this thing to where we put a stop to it and we bring the criminals to justice. Exactly right. Exactly right. There's been two years to protest. By the way, let me just show you this. Um, Got to figure out how to... I have to, I have to move things around if I'm going to have a guest on or something like that. This is an image from today in Australia. And I'm going to have to use this button, I think. Yeah, look at that. One, they're estimating 1.5 million people are out there. Now, the image is really grainy, and I, this can happen. Look, 
uh, Stephanie, when we do the newsletter on, on Saturdays, I'm hoping to do them on Fridays, but when we do them on Saturdays, and Stephanie sends me images, sometimes her camera, it's an it's one of these iPhone things. I, I, I won't use one. I just won't use one. But they are high quality in their photos, and even sometimes they get this grainy look. So it's a real image, and I'm going to show you something else here in a second. This is from Australia, though. That's that's where they're rallying it today. Now, I got up this morning. I went through my Telegram account, and uh, there's just you, you you just you have to see what is going on here. Okay, you have to see it. And those of you listening by way of radio, I know you're not going to see this. But hopefully you'll get the sensation of what's actually taking place here. Now I want to I want to mute this and blow this up for you guys. Look at let me back that up just a second. The people are as far as you can see coming across a bridge, and the cameras panned around all the way around. It's just incredible what's going on in Australia. This is not a fringe minority either, is it? No, it is not. So you need to understand the message that I played for you of Pastor Pavlowski, and I'm probably going to play a couple of those this morning. It doesn't just apply to Canada. That is a worldwide message. In fact, here uh, here is another one somebody got from um, Canberra uh, on their way to the Parliament to protest. And uh, let me get this set. And, I mean, it's just, it's absolutely incredible. (laughs) The people who are out in Australia. And why not? Australia is probably one of the most tyrannical governments on the face of the planet right now. Okay? If you if you what you're seeing in Canada where they're stealing their gas, I've got images of where the police are setting up I, I don't know it, it looks like 5G stuff to me, the same technology that was used in the Iraq war and things of that nature, they're setting up that stuff to shut down communication so that they can't live stream from Ottawa and some of these other areas. And they're the same weapons that can be turned on the protesters to be used against them. This is a very serious issue that's going on. Okay? In fact, I got this video this morning, and this is where police came to make arrests there in Canada. And I want to show you what these people did, what the uh, the protesters there, what they all did. And you guys, you're just... <sighs> this is at Milk River in Alberta. And uh, I'm just, I'm going to let it roll. And this is uh, this is so encouraging. And you guys on the radio, I'll, I'll narrate what's going on here because it, it's just absolutely incredible what they're doing. We're standing on guard. Lean on me. So, there's a long line, <laughs> gosh, I don't know, I, of, of a group of people here, interlocking arms, 
And I'm going to turn that down because of the music and the, the people shouting there. But you see the people... Now listen, I, I don't really care for the Civil Rights Act, but what the people did in their stand was really good. It's to say we're people. We're not subhuman. We're not less than human. We're made in the image of God. They locked arms, and here's the catch. Listen very carefully. They were willing to lose their reputation. They were willing to go to jail. They were willing to be harassed to stand up to the tyranny. Who does that sound like to you? Who does that sound like? What did the Lord Jesus do? He was constantly confronting the hypocritical attorneys and religious leaders of the day, calling them back to the law, and he, he, would, he would taunt them, who can accuse me of sin? And sin is transgression of the law, 1 John 3, 4. Who can accuse me of violating the law? But now you guys, mm, yeah, we know what you guys are about. And so when we go to the civil rights movement, what was happening in a lot of that? Bradley and I were talking about this the other day. People were being killed. They weren't just being arrested. There were some people who lost their life in the process. This is not a game. It really isn't. It's not a party. It's not a concert. It's not a joke. This is real live stuff. And I know a lot of you people out there listening, you're supportive of these things that go on. But for some of you, you you attend as though this is some kind of celebrity thing or this is a big party that you're attending. It's not. I told my friend... Um, <clears throat> Captain Carl, he sent me this. Now, this is taking place in the U.S. next Saturday, uh, February the 19th at 11 a.m. There's going to be a second protest at Brigham Young University. Um, they're trying to attack uh, or to attract more than 1,000 people. Okay? And this will be to stand against their mandates. Um, so... That's going to be at 11. It's going to be from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., February the 19th, 2022. Uh, they're going to start there. They're going to have uh, several people speaking. Uh, ben McClintock from Defending Utah. Now, we've had Ben on, like, I think twice on the show. And, um, you know, we disagree theologically, but I, I applaud his stand and his, uh, his organization's stand against the tyranny out there in Utah. Jason Preston, uh, constitutional rights advocate, Star Stoddard. A natural rights warrior and advocate, uh, Tanner Reeve, a BYU student, Julia Cook, a BYU graduate. Uh, she beat the mandates at BYU, by the, by the way. Uh, Braden Cook, BYU student, Turning Point USA, and Jacob Isbell, a staunch ground-shaking defender of freedom. Uh, so be sure to, to mark that date. If you can be out there at Utah and you want to go and join the people there, and you want to stand against the mandates that are, that are there on behalf of the other people. Remember, we talked about this. You say, well, well, that's, that's a Mormon university. Okay, it's a Mormon university. I get it. You don't have to <laughs> abide by Mormon uh, you know, doctrine in order to stand for liberty. You don't have to do that. And we talked about this with Pastor Pawlowski. 
when he talked about if you're for liberty, I'll walk with you. If you're not, I'm not, I'm not going to be a part of what you're doing. You see, because people who are not believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, we're not commanded to convert them at the edge of the sword. In fact, we don't convert them at all. We disciple them. We teach them the things that Jesus has commanded. And whether they are converted is completely up to God because he's the only one who can bring the dead to life. <laughs> I mean, that's the case. And by the way, there's tremendous freedom in the doctrines of the Reformation. I probably should do a show on some of that sometime, but there's tremendous freedom in that, that you can speak the truth, let the chips fall where they are, where they may, because the truth that you speak in the gospel, guess what? Guess who you're really speaking that to? You're speaking it to God. In fact... Um, there's a passage over in 2 Corinthians uh, that that speaks to that. And I'm going to see if I can bring that up real quick. But it's a, it's a great thing um, in what we do with the gospel message. And so uh, let me see if I can bring this up real quick. And part of part of this, I didn't even have this up, so I uh, it just kind of hit me as to what we're talking about here. And so here it is, out of Second Corinthians chapter two, and there's a context there. And listen to what Paul has to say. He says, "Now thanks be unto God." This is beginning in verse fourteen in Second Corinthians chapter two. Now thanks be unto God which always causes us to triumph in Christ. Now, this, this idea of triumph, you guys have seen that, that, that big sort of, I don't know if they call it a monument or something, over there in Paris, the Arc de Triomphe. I hope I'm saying that right. There's probably some kind of French accent that goes on that. Paul has this idea of when a Roman general comes in after he has conquered the enemies, his enemies, okay, he comes into this parade and this pomp and this splendor that's given to the victors, right? And in that procession is all of his soldiers and the prisoners that they have attained, okay? And so he's, he's saying he has this imagery that comes in from that. And of course, when the, the Romans are parading in, they're offering incense to their gods and all of this other stuff. And so there's this fragrance that's put off like that. We can go back to the Old Testament and we see the same thing, that God had a, an incense that the priests were to offer there before the Holy of Holies. It's, it's, um, it's this picture of, of righteousness that's, that's covered us so that we can enter into the holiness, uh, to the Holy of Holies. Um, the the righteousness of Christ in that, and he said it was a sweet smelling fragrance in his nostrils. Okay, so there's there's this imagery of both the, the the physical and the spiritual that goes on. So here's what Paul says: Now thanks be unto God, which always causeth us to triumph in Christ, and maketh manifest the savor of His knowledge by us in every place. For we that you and me who are believers in Christ, 
If you're not a believer in Christ, this doesn't apply to you, okay? I'm going to tell you what applies to you in just a minute. For we are unto God a sweet savor of Christ. You ever think about that? Your life and your message, both, what you do and what you say, is a sweet savor unto God. And you guys ever... My wife has get the, gets these candles, and she'll you know, light them in the kitchen. And I can smell it in here, even though I have a bad smeller. My wife has a great one. She can pick up all kinds of stuff. But I, I can smell it, and the more I go into the kitchen, the sweeter that aroma is, right? It's this aroma that's there. This is what he's saying that we are to God. We're no longer a stench in his nostrils, which the Bible says that we were, but now we've been made a sweet aroma to him, okay? And then he goes on <clears throat> to say this, For we're unto God a sweet savor unto Christ in them that are saved. So first, we're in his nostrils a sweet smell, but to those who are being saved, to those of you who are of the family of God in Christ Jesus, when you get around others who are of like mind, who are in the family, is it not a sweet thing? Yes, it is. It really is. It is a sweet thing. It is an encouraging thing. It is a, it is a familiar thing to be around the people of God. But he says this too, and in them that perish. In them that perish, or they go to destruction. And he says this, verse 16, To the one, we are the savor of death unto death. That's those who are perishing. Those who reject the gospel, we're a savor of death unto death. And to the other, that's the ones who are the believers. You, you want John 3.16? This is it. Christ came into the world because God loved the world, why? So that the believing ones, go and read the, the Greek that's there, the believing ones might be saved and not perish. The believing ones might not perish. Okay? And who is sufficient for these things? And by the way, this goes by, this harkens back to the, the, what we talk about, about the, the Romans going through. When they're offering up the incense, guess who smells it? the victors and their prisoners. Because many of the prisoners who might have made it through the battle, some of them might be leaders, they're going to be executed. And what is that smell of that incense for them? It's a fragrance of death. It's a fragrance of death. But for the victors, it's what? It's the smell of victory. It's the smell of life. And so this is what uh, Paul is talking about in that passage. I always, always found that passage to be incredible. In fact, let me finish it out. Verse 17 says, For we are not as many which corrupt the word of God, but as of sincerity, but as of God in the sight of God, speak we in Christ. You remember when Paul told Timothy, he says, Preach the words in season and out of season. And he's saying you're doing it before the face of God. So when we give the truth of the gospel, we're not giving it to men necessarily. I mean, we are. But first and foremost, the one who is hearing us, to which we should be looking to please, is God himself. Because we're speaking his gospel. 
And we don't muck that thing up, right? We don't want to mess that thing up. So there you go. Now, I want to I want to point you over. I know that's a long introduction. Kate's not on, so I don't know if she's going to be able to be on today. But I had a couple of things, and what I want to do is I want to point you over to uh, sonsoflibertymedia.com, and I'm going to play a couple of things for you uh, as soon as I go through a couple of things that we have there. Um, you guys saw this. You know, um, what was it? GoFundMe. Ten and, uh, over $10 million was raised for this trucker convoy over there in Canada. Over $10 million. They froze it. They were going to give the money away to these charities and stuff. And uh, they somebody put them on notice. If you do that, you're in big trouble. And they probably are still in big trouble. Yeah, it was an introduction. Sorry about that. <laughs> give, send, go, pick that up. Now... <clears throat> I got to tell you, uh, all of this, you know, these kind of transactions and stuff, electronic and stuff, the way they're trying to shut these things down, freeze them and this, that, and the other, should tell us something about being careful about these kind of transactions. However, GiveSingo picked it up, and I think it was within 12 hours they raised over a million dollars, just within 12 hours. Now they've had over $8 million. This is like within the past week. That's almost $20 million that has been... Yeah, they are giving it back now, but they're only giving it back because somebody called them out and said, you know, we're going to... I think it was DeSantis or whatever, uh, but some other people uh, as well were were calling them out, and they were going to start an investigation into them as to what they were doing because it was criminal. It really was criminal. So Gibson Go collected over $8 million, and uh, I forget the guy who was specifically doing it here, but this comes out of the National Post. The Premier Doug Ford, uh, if he's the same guy, he's the Stave Puff Marshmallow Man up there in, in Canada. I mean, that's who he reminds me of. He's a slob um, trying to freeze the money of these people. And so he gets a judge in Canada <laughs> to try to freeze the funds at Ghost Sin at Give Sin Go, right? And the the guys, I'm going to scroll down here. You can check this out at Sunshine. This is Give Sin Go's response. We know what you're thinking, and here's our answer. We're very glad you asked. Know this. Canada has absolutely zero jurisdiction over how we manage our funds here at Give, Send, Go. All funds for every campaign on Give, Send, Go flow directly to the recipients of those campaigns, not least of which is the Freedom Convoy campaign. Thanks for your concern, but this recipient is receiving funds. Donate to Freedom Convoy 2022 campaign here. <laughs> Please let us know if you have any other questions. A Man, you can stick your judge's order where the sun don't shine because he has no jurisdiction here. Okay? Good for give, send, go. Look, if you're setting something up, they may change their tune, and I don't know, but at least for now, they're doing the right thing. Good for them. If you want to have a campaign, go there. Don't go to this go give, uh, whatever, go fund me. They, they all sound alike. Ah, come up with something new. Go to GoFundMe, or no, go to Give, Send, Go. Don't go to GoFundMe, okay? 
Real quickly, these, and I'm going to play some of Pastor Artur Pawlowski because I, I could sit there and just have a radio show of playing that guy. I, he's so poignant. He's so bold. He's so on point. I, there's parts of me that I would probably go further if I just, you know, if I was in that situation. But what he has to say is really good. So I'm going to play those for you in just a moment. This also at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Whoa, facepalm news stories are getting worse. This is from our friend Suzanne Hamner, and uh, <clears throat> be sure to check that out. Also, is the real rate of inflation more than twice as high as the number we were get, just given? This is by Michael Snyder yesterday, uh, put out on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And then, Team Doom reversing COVID restriction demonstrated it was never about science, only about your compliance. And he and Matt... Is a poet and didn't know it, but his feet show it because they're Longfellows, right? <clears throat> Not about the science, it's about your compliance. He could write Cat in the Hat books on that. Read that. Most of you already, if you've listened to the Sons of Liberty, you already know that. I got this this morning, okay? I woke up to this. Now, you guys remember when we had, I think the guy's name was Sean. They ended up pulling all of the shows that we did. We did like four of them on the whole Pizzagate stuff. You, you guys remember that? I don't know... No, that was, <clears throat> I had already transitioned over to Sons of Liberty from setting brush fires. You can still hear everything. You can still see all the documentation. Um, and I'll have those in the archive because I'm going to post this story here. And we were told, oh, that's fake news. There's nothing to that. Blah, 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 blah. We had the documents. We had the videos. We had the pictures. All of this stuff, right? We had all of it. And they said they did an investigation. There was nothing to see here. Well, check out what's going on now. This is in Connecticut. Of all places, the John F. Kennedy Middle School in Enfield, Connecticut. Eighth graders are given assignment to use pizza toppings as metaphors for sex acts. And they told you it was fake. They told you it was fake, right? They told you this is not real. None of this is going... We've had... Look, we've shown you... We've shown you college professors teaching this in college. The metaphors of pizza and pizza toppings for sex. Specifically, Pizzagate was about pedophilia. Real pedophilia. Not underage kids who are, who are in puberty. That We're talking about people who are prepubescent. Okay? There is a difference there. You say, Tim, you're, you're promoting pedophilia. You know what? Go back and read your history. Our forefathers were getting married at 14, 15, 16 years old. What was the difference then and now? I'll tell you what the difference is. This right here. The young people's minds are not mature with their bodies anymore. I'm watching, <clears throat> um, you know, Bradley made mention of the, the, the John Adams series that was put out. I'm watching that. I'm not, like, on the fourth installment of that or whatever. And I knew about it anyway, but it's neat to see him when he goes to France. He takes his son, who would become, what is there, fourth president, I think, fourth or fifth, John Quincy Adams. He takes his son with him, and he's learning what his dad's doing. He's seeing what his dad is doing. Comes the youngest, I believe he was the youngest ambassador from the States he, at like 14 or something. It was ridiculous. I mean, we would never think about sending a 14-year-old to be an ambassador, right? This is how bright he was as a young man. 
But here's what they're doing in our schools. They're saying olives are equal to Bill Clinton and Lewinsky. Okay, let me put it that way. This is going on in America, these kinds of things. Um, Okay, so I want to hit Pastor um, Artur Pawlowski, and I'm going to give the good news first and then what's taking place with him. Uh, First, real quickly, uh, again, long introduction, and I'm 40 minutes into the show here. Uh, but the, if you guys were listening to the pre-show, again, that's our friend Leah. And uh, the, the instrumental that you heard is called Light of the World. So if you enjoyed that, I'm going to have that link up if you want to pick it up. Or, and she's been gracious enough to say, yep, you can use that, put it on out there. And I, I personally, that's my kind of music right there. Okay, that's my kind of music. Okay, so here's the thing I want to I bring you over to. Pastor Pawlowski, this was, I think, after... He made that speech I played for you last week, and it's before his arrest this past week, okay? And I want you to hear what he has to say. He tells the cops, and he tells the corrupt politicians, we're coming after you. Listen to what he has to say. Angry yet. Wait till we get angry. Uh, I have been telling you I grew up in Poland, and in 1980, Polish people got angry. And I saw the police officers running for their lives. The very people that were enslaving the population, the very people that were doing this great evil to Poles were on the run. They were so terrified. I will never forget that. Because there is more of us than of them, and they crossed the line. If I was a politician, I would either resign now while you still can, because we're coming after you. And I'm not talking about the guns and the swords. I'm talking about justice, real judges, real courts, the court of the people, just like it was done under the Solidarity Movement in Poland. And you got a second option. You can come to our side and you can tell the public what's really going on. You can come clean. You still have that time. You devils, if you're watching this, you snakes. It's still a time for you to come to the right side of the fence. Because when the people get angry, and they eventually will, when they will lose their children or their loved ones, their mothers, their fathers, and they will learn what really happened, I wouldn't want to be you. I wouldn't want to be you. So come clean, come out, join the fight against tyranny that you helped to build or else. And all else is not going to be pretty. Because you may come and say, hey, mandates are over, restrictions are over, but we remember, we know who you are, we know your names, and 10 years from now, 20 years from now, when we get the power, or a year from now, we will come after you. (laughs) Amen. I love his boldness. The righteous are made bold as lions. Ah, the last time we had him on the show. I just, I didn't even want to say anything. I wanted to let the guy go. He was just full of the Spirit of God in that. And he's right. Listen, guys, I've been hearing people say, oh, well, such and such needs to resign. Such and such needs to resign. No. You need to kick them out of office, and then you need to prosecute them to the fullest extent. You guys heard the story yesterday, right? You heard it from Jeff and Calvin McIntosh. SonsofLibertyRadio.com. 
For Calvin, it was his dad. For Jeff, it was his son. And they believe he was murdered in the name of the convicts. This push, this unlawful mandate by an unlawful agency called OSHA, mandating that Derek McIntosh get the experimental shot. It's in violation of federal, state, and international laws. I don't even like pushing to international laws. Whoever issued those mandates should be prosecuted. And I'm gonna I'm just gonna say it right now. Because some people won't say it. They should be put to death. That should be the penalty if they're found guilty, and they will be found guilty. Each of these corporations, the, the guy from uh, Moderna pulled his Twitter account because he started they started investigating what was going on there with the adverse effects and the deaths. They know it's coming. It's coming. Listen, it's coming. But we've got to remain vigilant because this is a battle of the wills. Are we going to get tired? Or are we going to continue to fight? And where do we get our strength? Well, the Bible says that we wait upon the Lord, right? We'll renew our, he will renew our strength as eagles. Right, well, mount up on the wings of eagles. I think back to that <clears throat> little clip from Remember the Titans where that guy starts singing it and gets a little soul in him, right? We wait upon the Lord and we renew our strength. That's what needs to happen. Now, that's Pastor Artur before he was arrested. Now, some of you are going to take a double take because this is his brother. And without the beard, they don't look anything alike. To me, they don't look anything alike. I thought this was—I thought this was Artur. But his brother David uh, came out and gave a statement on behalf of his brother. His brother was arrested by the Canadian Gestapo, if you will. That's what he calls them—the Nazis. And I would say he's been in, put in the China Gulag. I told Bradley about this yesterday when I first heard about it, and I said, can you believe this is going on in the Christian West, in what we used to call Christendom? And we called that because it was the kingdom of Christ. We wanted to, Our forefathers wanted to see the glory of Christ across the earth. And this was just the start, all in the West. Okay? I want you to listen to what's going on to Pastor Arthur. It's going to break your heart. Um, because I... I wept over it. Because how can men treat somebody like Pastor Arthur the way you're going to hear? Check this out. Whoops. Yeah. David Pavlovsky, um, Pastor Arthur Pavlovsky's brother. And I want to read to you a statement about Pastor Arthur Pavlovsky's uh, conditions in prison. He's on his third day of fasting. He says that he's standing strong. However, he is treated horribly. It has nothing to do with justice or law. He was strip searched twice and checked for contraband. 
he was forced to go to the bathroom with an officer present and watching. They locked him twice in a small cage resembling a dog kennel with no air circulation suffocating him for many hours, all without water to drink. After that, he was subjugated to a hard bench three times for hours on end, all without any water to drink. When they took him back to his cell, his room was all upside down flipped and searched for contraband. His Bible was confiscated and his narrated letter that was written to his lawyer was also confiscated. He had no running water in his cell for two days. However, he has seen other inmates awarded these privileges, books, and writing material. This is not justice, but punishment and an absolute abuse of power. He has been moved to the back of the prison so that he cannot see or hear his supporters outside. The conditions of the cell are filthy, disgusting. Arthur needs your help. He is asking all of you for help. Pastor Arthur at this moment is a political prisoner. He said that he is not waiting for sentencing. He's already sentenced and serving time in maximum security prison in solid, solitary confinement. No trial needed. He's already punished to the fullest of their ability. Pastor Arthur is in solitary confinement for 23 hours a day with only one hour to speak with lawyers and family. Without Arthur home, it is causing great strain on the entire family. He is a husband, he is a father, and a pastor to many, many people. For the past many years, Arthur has been fighting for the rights and freedoms of Canadians. Now he needs you to start fighting for him and his family. He is thankful for all your support. I want you to know that every day we will have a vigil in front of the Riemann Center at 7 p.m. But people are there all the time showing their solidarity with Arthur and their disgust with the arrest and the harassment on hardworking Canadians in this country. On Saturday, we'll be there at 1 p.m. Please, please come and support my brother, Pastor Arthur Pawlowski and his family. Thank you all. God bless you. All right, that's uh, David uh, Pavlovsky, and uh, yeah, you you see the resemblance when they put the when he puts the beard on. I it's heartbreaking. I because you're I'm sitting here thinking this is my brother. And I don't like it. And I'm going to tell you something. 
If there are people listening to me in Canada and you're at that protest, if you've got a truck, a car, a pickup, or whatever you've got, here's what I say needs to be done. And you can say I'm inciting something. I'm not calling for any violence. Here's what I'm telling you. Pastor Artur has stood for the people of Canada. Unflinching. He has been your pastor, people of Canada. He's been your pastor. He's been the one giving the siren call here to stand against tyranny. And he's endured the worst from the tyrants. Are you just going to stand out there and bang some gas cans? I'm not nothing against that. I, I'm all for you guys in your protest. I really am. Don't, don't take me wrong. While your brother is being mistreated in jail like that? Where are hundreds of people to go and surround that jail, not let anybody in or out? I'm not talking about being violent. I'm talking about you park it, you park your vehicles up in front of there, and you get out there by the hundreds or the thousands, and you say, we're not leaving here until you let him go because you're administering injustice, not justice. Now, I'm telling you something. Listen to me carefully, Americans. This is why you have a Second Amendment. Your Second Amendment is not for plinking, target practice, being involved in you know some tactical things. All that's fine, well, and good. You, you need those things. It is to stand against tyrants and to stand against tyrants on behalf of your fellow citizens. What is the Second Amendment? And I'm going to tell you, any Second Amendment group who is not promoting the militia is not defending the Second Amendment. They're not. And I'm not talking about the National Guard. I'm talking about you and me, the average Joe out here who's not signed up. It's totally voluntary. We're the people. Okay? If this goes on, look, our friend Tony Roman's taking a big stand out there. If they come after Tony Roman, you people out there in California, I know they got all the gun controls. There's a lot of people out there. You got guns. I know. You should be showing up by the hundreds or the thousands to surround whatever jail he's in and saying, we're not leaving and you're not leaving until he's freed. This is an injustice. We know it and you know it. We're the men who will go and stand for Pastor Artur. By the way, it dropped in the chats. If you want to help Pastor Artur, it, go to Save Artur, A-R-T-U-R, SaveArtur.com. It'll give you a breakdown there. It's up at Rebel News. You've got a place on there you can click to make a donation to help him. This guy's been on the show. He said he's mortgaged his house like since he's been a pastor up there. I don't know. What did he say? Seven, eight, nine, ten times? I forget how many it was. It was a lot. This is a guy who goes out and feeds the homeless. He preaches to the people. He's not just a pastor to the people of his church. He's a pastor to the homeless. He's a pastor to the drug users. He's a pastor to the prostitutes. People who are not part of his church. Just like Jesus was. Can the people not support him? Oh, brothers and sisters, if we can't do that, what good is our talk? What good is our protest? If we can't show our... Jesus said this. What did he say? The world will know your mind by what? Your love for one another. Oh, Tim, you're talking about being lawless. No, I'm not. 
I'm talking about resisting and rebelling against the tyranny and the injustice that's going on. If you think I'm advocating lawlessness, you don't know what lawlessness is, nor do you know what lawfulness is, if that's what you think I'm advocating. And by the way, going back to our Second Amendment here in the States, where some of these things may take place. Maybe some of them are taking I don't know. The point of the militia in the Second Amendment is to what? Overthrow governments? No, that's not what it's for. Assassinate people? No, that's not what it's for. It is for to secure a free state. See, because tyrants don't understand anything but force because that's all they understand. And if you're willing to sit down and let the force come against you, they're more than happy to bring it to you. But when the people say, no, 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 we're a free people, or we're going to be a free people, and you're going to submit to the law. You're not going to submit to us necessarily. We're here to enforce the law. This is what I was pointing to with uh, the, the event that Captain Carl uh, and, and his group are putting on out there at BYU. Just because you Why is it a problem for the citizenry to come and show up at a protest to be armed? Why is that a problem? Oh, well, somebody might get shot down. You know what? I was up in lobby day a couple of years ago with my boys. With my boys. And some friends. Tens of... Of thousands of people, elbow to elbow, seriously, you were bumping into people. You've never met such a polite crowd. Everybody that I saw was armed, and some of them armed with several arms. Polite, a mixed bunch of people, white, black, Latino. We even had some sodomites in there. I saw that wasn't going on and stuff politest bunch of crowd you've ever seen in your life. Fully armed. Tens of thousands of them. Nobody's out there to kill anybody. Nobody's out there to um, violate the law. They're out there to secure a free state. And they're very restrained. Because i got to tell you, there's a lot of people in that were in that Virginia government who... I'm not going to say it, but they, they needed to be dealt with, okay? Very restrained people, tens of thousands of them. And I want to ask, where are the people at in Canada to come to the aid of your brother, Pastor Arthur? When I saw what David was saying, I said, I wish, I wish some of us Americans could get across the line and go stand there and do exactly what I said. I, I really do. I really do. I, I wish that we could have done that. But we've got to deal with it in our sphere of influence, okay? We can't save the world. This is why I'm calling on the people of Canada. Remember Pastor Artur. Remember him. He has stood for you. He has spoken on your behalf. He has said things that many of you thought in your head. Why won't you go stand with him today? Not tomorrow. Don't put it off tomorrow. Why won't you do it today? Leave the rallies Leave the camaraderie that bring your comrades with you. I hate to even use that term uh, because it sounds so Soviet. But the the point is bring your friends with you and go stand for Pastor Artur. 
and say, we'll break off a little bit here. We'll leave the bulk of it in place of where we're protesting. But some of us need to go from each of the outlets, the cities that you guys are protesting in, and go stand for Pastor Artur. I'm dead serious when I say that. I'm dead serious when I say it. And because I want to see the tyranny fall in your country just as much as I want to see it fall here in the United States. Why? Because Canada is under the kingship of the Lord Jesus Christ. Just like America, just like Africa, just like Europe, just like England. I I know I'm making distinctions there. Russia, China. You know what? I don't care if they're communists. They're under the Lord. They're under the kingship of Christ. And they need to bow the king, bow the knee to the king. They need to kiss the son lest he be angry. And they perish in the way, Psalm 2. Because the gospel and and God's message is not just for the believers. It is for all men. The Bible says that God overlooked these things in times past, but now he has called all men to repent. I told you about the interview we had the other day with uh, Hedia and uh, the talk that she had with her husband. And I hope that we'll have another conversation, too, because I think some light bulbs went on in her, her head about what's going on, this whole idea of freedom of religion. Listen, you do not have the right to worship false gods. That is not a God-given right. The God-given right is to worship the true and the living God. That idea of religion that's used there, I don't even like the term. That idea of the religion is the Christian faith. You have the right to practice that. You do not have the right to practice Islam. You don't. You do not have the right to practice Hinduism or Buddhism or any other religion. Not just in the United States. You don't have the right to practice it anywhere. Because it is idolatry. And idolatry is a violation of God's moral law. I know that's hard for some people to swallow. It's hard for some Christians to swallow. But I ask you, what happened when Israel let that stuff go? And they they said, oh, it's okay to let that go. What happened? Mm -hmm. They went right down the toilet. And God ended up having to judge them. Why? Because they started abandoning him and they started following the false gods. And this was part of the problem where God had, had said, don't marry those who are foreigners. America, Canada, well, we've got to repent before God. And then we've got to take a stand and demonstrate our love for our fellow man so that they will know that we're Christ's disciples. Catch Bradley at 3 p.m. today, two hours today. Have a great weekend, a great Lord's Day. And Lord willing, we're going to talk to you at 6 a.m. on Monday. See you.